Glory to God. Hallelujah. Can you feel the anointing of the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit is here. Since that we, we started this service, and today's message is break down our pride. <laughs> breaking, down, breaking down our pride. Amen? I know, maybe this message, oh, I don't like, okay. But God is going to speak to you today. Amen? And I, I have a question to you. What are you expecting from God for this new year? What are you expecting? What is it that you want this year from God? What are you expecting for your family, for your spiritual life? Do you have plans for your spiritual life? For your ministry? For your finances? For our church? For your academic life, maybe? Your marriage? I need to say to you, in order for you to have a great year, you must have faith, but you should also plan for it. Did you know? Because some people say, if I have faith, everything is going to happen. Okay, but you have to plan for it. We need to get ready. Okay? And this is why... We are going to start tomorrow our annual fasting on the 3rd, 1st of January. Amen? Can you say amen? amen. <laughs> the challenge for these 21 days is to fast some meals, okay, during the day. And also give up food that you really enjoy. Okay? Really enjoy. Like meat. Do you like barbecue? Yeah, do you like meat? No, no barbecue, no meat. This <laughs> 21 days. <laughs> do, do you like sweets? Coffee, bread, or soft drinks? Things that you really like. And eat instead simple meals. Simple meals, okay? Vegetable, fruits, grains, and drink water. Okay? This is the challenge. Is not one obligation. We are not saying you are not going to eat. No. This is just one challenge that we are giving to you. Everyone should, everyone should pray and decide how to fast. How you want to fast. Everyone should do your best for God's glory. Can you say amen? amen. You are fasting because maybe you can fast. But you can fast in the wrong way. Please, do your best for God's glory. Amen? Because Jesus said that we will be rewarded. You are going to be rewarded if you fast in the right way. You are fasting food. Food. And also things that you really like. But I advise you to also, you have to fast and to limit your time on the internet. Amen? Amen. 
Yes, on Facebook, on Instagram, and be careful how much time you are spending watching and watching TV or Netflix or or view or news. Why want to to know what's happening in the world? Oh, and also videos on WhatsApp. Today, many people are spending a lot of time on WhatsApp. Oh, videos, videos. You should spend your time wisely. These 21 days. Can you say amen? amen? You are going to stop Facebook and you are going to face Bible. <laughs> amen? Stop Facebook and you are going to face, face Bible. On these 21 days of fast, God is going to open the floodgates of heaven over our church. Can you say amen? amen. God's going to open the floodgates of heaven over Ireland, over your family, relatives, and over your spiritual life. Hallelujah. Do you agree with that? Yes. I need to say also, Fasting is very healthy. Did you know? Yes, if you, if you Google, you're going to, to see the doctors saying that it's very healthy for you. It's, it is good for your body because you are probably going to lose weight. <laughs> but the main but you are not fasting to lose weight okay the main benefit is in your spiritual life because it's, it's your it's your spiritual growth and transformation this is the goal and you are going to experience it if you do it right for him because some people they are fasting as the Pharisees. The Pharisees used to fast twice a week, but they, their heart was not okay with God. And this is what I'm going to speak today. And why should you fast? Do you know? Why should you fast? First, because fasting is a Christian habit. What is fasting? Christian habit. If you read the Bible, if you read this book, you are going to see that fasting is a spiritual practice. It's a spiritual uh, attitude that was and habit that was practiced by Jesus, by his disciples and followers. And it has been a source of power and strength and growth for believers ever since. Yes. Jesus taught about praying and fasting. And I want to read some verses. Let's read Matthew 6.6. 6. I think you know by heart. Right? Matthew 6.6 6 says, When you pray, what do you what have to do? Go into your room, pray to your father who sees you in the secret, and he will reward you. Okay? Do you believe, and I have a question to you, do you believe that Jesus expects you to pray? Yes or no? Yes. The phrase, when you pray, 
indicates that Jesus expects his disciples to pray. Jesus didn't say, if you pray. Jesus said, when you pray, not if you pray. Do you agree that Jesus expects you to pray? Yes? Okay. But let's read the verse 16 now. The same chapter, Jesus was speaking about prayer. Now, Jesus is going to speak about fasting. Verse 16, Jesus said, when? When you fast, and if you, don't fast in the wrong way, please. Don't do like the Pharisees. <laughs> when you fast, do it right. In the verse 17 also, I, I have no time to keep reading, but you know, I know. <laughs> and he said, when you fast, and he says, fast in the right way. Then he speaks, don't do in the wrong, but do it right. Can you say amen? amen. Yes. The phrase, when you fast, indicate that Jesus expects his disciples to fast. Again, it doesn't say if you fast. <laughs> it's not written that if you fast. No, no. When you fast. Jesus said when you fast. What does that indicate? Answer me. <laughs> it indicates that he expects us to fast in the same way as he expects us to pray. Simple. Is that logical? Is that logical? <laughs> yes, in the same way. Are you with me? Yes or no? Yes. <laughs> Maybe, I know, when I speak about fasting, uh, no, I know, maybe you don't like I am, what I am saying. Some people say, no, Pastor. Don't you have another better word for you to preach? <laughs> you, are, you are teaching me how uh, about for me not to breathe. But I know when it's coming to fasting, it's not easy to say amen. <laughs> it's not to say glory to God. Sometimes I am preaching, some people say, hallelujah. <laughs> but I didn't hear it. no hallelujah here. Why? Why? I didn't listen. But please, pay attention. But once you discover the power that is in the act of fasting, you, you say, praise the Lord, hallelujah. When you discover the power that is in fasting, you're going to say, hallelujah. You are going to give all the glory to him. Because you are learning one spiritual key that many Christians doesn't give attention anymore. And it's, if I ask you, how many of you fast every week? Don't, don't raise up your hands. <laughs> but if I ask you, how many of you fast every week? Maybe say, I don't know. 
Jesus put prayer and fasting on the same level. And if he expects us to pray, he also expects us to fast. Can you say amen? amen? He put the same level. I know you agree with me that you have to pray as a Christian. But many people don't, doesn't agree about pray, about fasting. Personally, I have seen huge breakthroughs and miracles in my life. I have seen huge miracles in my life through fasting. Breakthroughs comes, still come from fasting. Do you agree? Yes. Breakthrough comes from God. And fasting is one of the ways we seek Him. Okay? It's not the fasting that's going to produce the miracle. The fasting is going to deal with your life. And God is going to produce the miracle in your life. Amen? Because we are going to seek Him with diligence. When we are fasting, we are seeking God with diligence. And I want to read Hebrews 11:6. The Bible says, He is a reorder, reorder of those who those who diligent, diligent seek him. And my beloved brothers, fasting is a way of humbling yourself before God. This is the point. It's a way for you to humble yourselves. I have seen chains broken. There, there were certain things that I have battled in, in, in fasting. And God brought me or handled me the victory because of fasting. I could, I could give you many testimonies that God did in my life through fasting. Since I born again, I was 18 years old when I born again. Since I born again, I started fasting. I started fasting one day, two days, then after three days, just drinking water, then five days, then a week, then 10 days, two weeks, 21 days, 40 days. And I started fasting many times, many, many times. And every time that I fasted, I saw miracle. Every time. Because this is a spiritual tool that Jesus gave us. Can you say amen? amen. Hallelujah. But fasting... It's not something that busts me. It's something that breaks me. <laughs> it doesn't bust me or push me, but it breaks me. The key to the grace of God is humility. The key to humility is obedience. And the key to obedience is fasting. Could you repeat after me? The key to the grace is humility. The key to humility is obedience. And the key to obedience is fasting. And I want to invite you, beloved brothers and sisters, to try 
and to develop fasting as a lifestyle, okay? Not just once a year, in the beginning of the year, to fast for 21 days. No, but to fast once a week. No, amen? amen. <laughs> I, I told you, no, amen. <laughs> yeah. Because some people say, oh, once a year, I, I fast. But if it's just expect us for you, can, can you pray once a year? And why you are going to fast once a year? <laughs> Hallelujah. Don't, don't just fast when you have problems. Fast because you want to draw closer to God. Yes, I mean... God will not love you. Pay attention. God will not love you more because you fast. Oh, he won't love you any less if you don't fast. But it's about you being humble. Hallelujah. The price for being used by God is breaking yourself. This is the point. Beloved brother, the problem is not with God. <laughs> Some people say, I'm going to pray and fast and God's going to give me. <laughs> this is silly, sorry. The problem is not in God. The problem is in you. You don't receive because you have some problem if you're so that you're going to learn in a few minutes. But when you fast, you break your will, you become humble, and God works, and miracles happen in your life. Amen. The pressure being used by God is, your bre is breaking yourself. That's how fasting helps us. Fasting is not trying to get more of God. Fasting is about God getting more of you. Can you say amen? amen. Yes. When you are fasting, you say, ah, more of you and less of me. <laughs> less of my stones and more of you, Father. <laughs> the real, do you know why I fast? The real reason that I fast, do you know why? The real reason I fast, to be honest, is because I still feel my own inability. I feel that I am unprepared to do what God called me to do. I feel that I'm not prepared to serve God. And this is the reason why I fast. I know God gave me some gifts. I have some gifts. But my gift is nothing if God doesn't bless me. This is why I need to humble myself in fasting. Because I need more of him and less of me. And this is what fasting does. He breaks you. When he breaks you, the miracle happens. Jesus broke the bread. When he broke the bread, what happened? The bread multiplied. When, he, when Jesus break you, when you became broken, then the miracle are going to happen in your life. <laughs> Amen? 
<laughs> Hallelujah. When I am fasting, I am recognizing my dependence of God for this new year. If you don't fast, it's because you are not depending on Him. You are depending on your own strength. Because I want to do what I have to do through, I don't want, of, or better, I don't want to do what I have to do through the power of my flesh. I want to do through the power of the Holy Spirit. And this is why I fast. I am always fasting. No, sometimes every week. When you are fasting, you are, do you know what you are telling to God when you are fasting? God, I need you. I need the anointing of the Holy Spirit when you are fasting. Look, in the, in the gospel of Luke, Jesus is, was teaching about fasting. Let's, we have no time to read all the text. Please read at home. But I want to read just verse 37, 38, that says, Jesus was speaking about fasting, okay? Keep that in mind. Jesus said, and no one put new wine into old wineskins, or else the new wine will burst the wineskins and you'll be spelled, and the wineskins will be ruined. But new wine must be put into new wine skins, and both are preserved. Or Jesus said, if you, if you want new wine, would you like to, have, to receive a new wine from God today? Would you like to receive the new wine? The power of the Holy Spirit of your life. Jesus said, if you want a new wine, you must have new wine skins. New wine skins in your body. Why? That's because new wine ferments. New wine is constantly fermenting and it, it expands. And there is activity in the new wine. Did you know? The Holy Spirit has some activity to do in your life. <laughs> yes. And the new wine is the Holy Spirit. Through the Bible, you are going to see that. And if you want the activity of the Holy Spirit in your life for this new year, you need a new wine skin. <laughs> you need a new wine skin. Jesus, Jesus' teaching is... When you are fasting, I am going to give you the, the revelation, what, what Jesus was teaching. When you are fasting, when you deny your flesh, or when you are fasting, you are working on a new wine skin. Wow. And when you fast, you are presenting your body as a living sacrifice. And he can pour out his Holy Spirit into a new wine skin. That is your body. Hallelujah. Did you get the point? And how, how is your 
wine skin that is your body, the temple of the Holy Spirit. If he gives you, all his power is going to be wasted, he said. Then you need to strength your your wine skin. And also, do you remember how, how Jesus told his disciple that fasting is powerful weapon with prayer? Do you remember? When the disciple, when Jesus' disciple, he tried to drive out the demons from that child. Did you remember? And they couldn't drive out the demon from that child. And then the father came to Jesus and said, Jesus, if you can help my son. Let's read Mark 9, verse 28 and 29. We have no time to read all the verses, but I want to read just these two verses. His disciples asked asked Jesus privately, (laughs) because they they didn't want Jesus rebooked then in the presence of everybody. When they were at home, and they were like a little bit sad, and said, oh, Jesus, we tried to drive out the demon, we couldn't, but you, with so many authority, you said that the child was free. And they asked it privately, why could we not cast out demons, that demons? Verse 29. Let's read all together. So Jesus said to them, this kind can come out by nothing, but by prayer and fasting. Wow. Please pay attention. There are some things in your life that are simply not going to happen until you fast in prayer. Together, not just praying. Can you say amen? Amen. Uh, It's getting better. (laughs) Jesus said, if you want to see something happen, my beloved brothers, I know what I'm teaching you. I work with deliverance of people, people from black magic, people in, in, in high degrees of evil things. And I have faced them, drive out demons from this kind of people. And I can guarantee you, every time I always worked, I always delivered people from demons. Never one demon came to me and said, no, I'm not going to go get out of him. Never, ever. Not because I am something, but because of the authority of the name of Jesus. But also, Jesus said, this kind can come out by nothing, but just through prayer and fasting. Just to pray is not enough. Look to the person next to you and say, just prayer is not enough. It's good. You have to pray, but just pray. Jesus said it's not enough. Because, right? There are, there are things that are going to happen in your life when you pray and fast. In these 21 days of fasting, you also should have time to pray. Okay, you are going to fast some period of the day, not eating food, empty stomach, right? And and but also you have you need to have extra time of prayer. 
Fasting with no prayer or the word of God is nothing but a diet and a religious ritual. Okay? You need to fast while praying or praying and reading with the word. This is powerful. These three together, reading the Bible, empty stomach, <laughs> fasting, and praying. Wow, this is powerful. Because when you are fasting, reading the Bible, and praying, God is going to bring revelation through this book. And this is revelation. Many people say, I read the Bible and don't understand. Have you seen that? I don't, don't understand. But when you are fasting and praying and reading the Bible, wow, these three together, then revelation of God will come. And this is why, please, this is why in these 21 days you should also reduce or to fast Facebook, Instagram, Internet, TV, Netflix, because you need to spend time with God. If you fast but don't pray, don't read the word of God, the things are not going to work. You are going to be like the Pharisees. They were fasting twice a week. But Jesus said, I'm not, Jesus said that he's not going to listen to them. Because they are fasting the wrong way. And you need to give extra time or give special attention to the word of God. Can you say amen? amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Why is fasting a, such a powerful tool in the Christian life? Why? Do you know why? Because fasting is a way of humbling yourself. This is so powerful. Many people think, eh, because I'm going to get to be, become stronger. No. <laughs> You're going to be broken. The Holy Spirit and the presence of God are going to break you, <laughs> to humble yourself. <laughs> Fast is a way of humbling yourself. The Bible says in the book of Proverbs that pride goes before failing. Have you, have you read that? Pride goes before failing. I'm going to read Proverbs 16, 18. Pride goes before destruction. Pay attention, please. What I'm going to say now, it's very important. Now we are in the in a very important time of this, this teaching. Many people started their life with God doing very well, doing good. They started with a humble heart. They repented from their sins. They started coming to church. It was okay. They were okay. But after some years, they let pride in and destroyed their ministry and their spiritual life. I have seen that. Many people. They started well, but then I started to notice, wow, his heart is not okay. Her heart is not okay. Why must you humble yourself? Why? 
Do you know why? Do you know why? Because pride can destroy your life. Pray attention. Pride can destroy your life. It hurts. Destroy your ministry. Your marriage. Your professional life. And also your future. Look what I'm, listen what I'm saying to you. Pride will destroy you if you didn't, if you don't destroy it in your life. Pride is a vicious and evil. And it can hold us back from all blessings that God intended for us. I, I have a question to you. Could you answer me? Okay. What was the first one to commit this sin? What? Or who was the first to commit this sin? Who was the first to commit this sin? Pride. Who? Oh, Lucifer. Wow. And where he was? What? How could it be? In heaven. Pride in heaven. Please. This is what I'm teaching you. If pride destroyed Lucifer, Satan, can you imagine what he can do in your life? Lucifer was an angel created by God. And he allowed this sin to enter into his heart. And this sin destroyed and he fell from heaven. Can you imagine you, human being, living in this sinful world? Can you imagine? If, if pride as a sin could break out in heaven and cause one angel to lose his heavenly place, how much more susceptible are we sinners here on earth? Let's read Luke 14, verse 11. Let's read all together. For all those who exalt themselves will be humbled. And those who humble themselves will be exalted. <laughs> Please, this is a universal and this applies to heaven as well as on earth. This is applied in heaven and also here on earth. The great demonstration of this truth, Luke 14, 11, uh, that this is a demonstration of truth, is that we can see that in Jesus and Lucifer. Okay? You are going to see very clear this demonstration that those who exalt themselves will be humble and those who humble, they will be exalted. Why? Who was Lucifer? He was a life being created by God and he was where? 
in heaven. Yet he, he split and fell. But the other side, Jesus. Jesus was in heaven with God, right? Jesus was in heaven with God. But the Bible says he, Jesus, humbled himself even when dying on the cross. He said, yes, Father, I will go to die for them. He was the son of God, but he humbled himself. Can you imagine when God became a man? Becoming a man? Can you imagine that? Wow. This is how to be humble. Even dying on the cross... He stayed humble. And the scriptures say, God highly exalted him, Jesus. <laughs> Let's read Philippians 2.9. Let's all together, please. This is a wonderful verse. Therefore, God exalted Jesus him to the highest place and give him the name that is above all name. Hallelujah. Can you applaud him? God gave him and he deserves honor. He deserves honor. He deserves glory. No one, I don't deserve, you don't deserve, but he deserves. Why? Why? He humbled why God, why did God exalt him? Why? Because he humbled himself and everyone who is humble, everyone who is humble will be, will be exalted. Pay attention what I'm going to say to you. I can promise you, I can promise you, if you humble yourself, then you will be exalted. I can guarantee you, I promise to you, because this is, it's written. Those who humble, God said, I'm gonna exalt you, I'm gonna raise you. This is what we read, I'm gonna read again. For all those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and all those who humble themselves will be exalted. The lower you go, the higher, the higher up get. This is the point. Then, beloved brothers, you need to be careful how you work. Be aware of pride, please. Pay attention. Be aware of pride. Remember, if he, Lucifer, he was in heaven, fell. Can you imagine you? Remember that you are going to be tested. What did I say? You are going to be tested. You are going to be confronted. Yes. And God is going to use your boss. Yes. To test you, to confront you. God's going to confront you to your teacher at school. Your parents to confront you. Your leaders. Your pastor. <laughs> <laughs> 
And what is inside of your heart will be made manifest. What is in your heart when people confront you about the wrong things that you are doing? James 4.10. Let's read all together, please. Humble yourselves before the Lord and... Uh, if you humble, he's going to lift up you. Notes that it says, humble. Humble. Please don't ask God to humble you. <laughs> the people say, they are praying, oh God, do, does it for me? No. What the Bible does say? Humble. You have to do it. <laughs> You have to humble yourself. It's your job, not God's job. <laughs> when you humble yourself, God, you do the lifting up. <laughs> Amen? <laughs> but when the people confront you, when the people slap in your face, ah, now, and Jesus said, when someone slap, your face, what you have to do? Yeah. No, no, pastor, if it means different things. <laughs> now, now, this, I don't do that. Then this is the reason things don't, doesn't happen in your life. Pride is inside of you. You don't listen to people, you don't listen authorities over your life. And I have seen that. 1 Peter 5, 5 and 6. 1 Peter chapter 5, 5 and 6 said, God, all together please, God resist the proud, but give grace to the humble. Hallelujah. Therefore, humble yourself. You have to do under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. Wait the time. Wait. <laughs> Some people, they are in a rush. Oh, no. no, be careful. Humble yourself and wait the time. Amen? <laughs> I have seen that. God is working. God is working when we, are tr when we trust Him. When we humble ourselves. Please pay attention. If you are coming to God in your pride, God will resist you. It's God. He will resist you. You cannot get closer to God if you don't get rid of your pride. You cannot go. You cannot even to pray. Because God resists the, the proud. This is what the Bible says. This sin is terrible. Is evil, vicious. And unfortunately, sometimes I have seen in some Christians inside of church, people that they are in church for a long time, and they say things, ah, and they, sometimes they blame the devil, they blame other people, they blame their pastor, but they don't blame themselves. Yes, it's the devil, everybody. It's their parents, it's their pastor, it's their church. 
But they don't look to themselves and say, I am sorry. I, I, I am wrong. One of the biblical, biblical ways of humbling is through fasting. I'm going to prove you. One of the ways of to humble ourselves is through fasting. The King David said, Psalm 35 verse 13. King David said, I humble myself with fasting. And why do, do you need to humble yourself? Why do you need to humble yourself? Do you know why? Because your soul is the arrogant part of you. Is the egoistic part, your soul. Did you know that? <laughs> yes. Do you know that your soul has three parts? The will, the intellect, and the emotions. The will, the intellect, and the emotions. Your soul always say, I want, I think, and I feel. Have you seen that? I want that. I am right. <laughs> Everybody's wrong. I feel that you are wrong. <laughs> it's always, I want, I think, and I feel. And God says, what you want is not important. What you think is not important and what you feel is not important. What is important is God's will. What is important is God's will. And if you want to get aligned with God, you have to deal with your soul. Did you get what I say? Your soul is the problem. Your will. Your emotions. I have seen people of God, pay attention, I have seen people of God, and even holy angels. <laughs> people with great ministries, losing everything because of their stubborn soul. They are proud and they don't submit to God and don't sub submit to authorities. This is so sad. If pride destroyed Lucifer's ministry in heaven, can you imagine what pride can do to you here on earth? Let me tell you one thing about fasting, and I am near to finish this, this teaching. The stomach is a wonderful servant, but a terrible master. What did I say? The stomach is a wonderful servant, but a terrible master. And I have a question to you. Who is the master in your life? It is you or your stomach? Let's finish reading the last verse. Leviticus, Leviticus 16, verse 29. <clears throat> Leviticus 16, 29. This shall be a statute forever for you. Pay attention. God was speaking to the people of Israel here. In the seventh month, on the tenth day of the month, you shall what? You shall afflict what? Your body, your spirit. 
your soul. And do not work at all, whether a native of your own country or a stranger who dwells among you. Beloved brothers, I have no time to go deeply to this verse because it's a great teaching. Maybe I, I should use just this verse to preach for one hour. But this verse describes the way in which God ordained a sacrifice to make atonement for Israel's sins, right? And what God asks, asked of Israel is for them to afflict their souls. This word afflict is frequent, frequently translated to humble their soul. God is asking his people to humble their souls. Can you say amen? amen. We as a Christians uh, in the New Testament are the same, beloved brothers. The sacrifice of Jesus on the cross is complete and perfect. Can you say amen? amen. But if you were to benefit from it, we need to meet God's condition, just as the people of Israel. It's not different. In order for you to receive what God, Jesus, have for you, you need to meet everything that is written in this book, right? The Jewish people understood this phrase, afflict your souls, meant fasting or to go without food. And Israel was required to humble their souls in order to receive the benefit of the sacrifice offered on their behalf. The Jewish people knew that humble their souls is the same as fast. This is one unbroken practice in the history of the Jewish people from the time of Moses to this day, where on the day of the atonement, they afflict their souls by fasting. Did you know that? On the day of the atonement until today, since Moses, in this day, they are fasting, they are obeying. And they are not born again, but they are fasting. Fasting comes from the New Testament teachings and afflicting our soul is to fast. It's bringing our soul into subjection. It's not allowing our soul to dictate our will. It's submitting ourselves to God. That's why Romans 12 said, submit or offer your body as a living sacrifice. This is what, and the way to do it, it is by fasting. Amen? The way to humble ourselves, to afflict our soul, is by fasting. Could you stand up, please? Please don't move right now because it's so important because we are going to pray right now. And I can guarantee, please look at me. I can guarantee you if you humble yourself, 
God will exalt you. Because this works. God said, if you humble yourself, I will exalt you. He promised. But we need to repent from our proud ways. We need to repent. You have to repent from your proud ways. You need to be yourself. Don't try to be others. To be greater than others. Please, be yourself. Be humble. And he said, if you humble yourself, he's going to lift you up. Amen? And please don't tell God, I don't have any pride to repent. Don't tell. Hmm. This simply shows how far you are from, from God. If you say that to you, no, I don't have anything to repent. This shows how far you are from God. And he is asking you, humble yourself. Please close your eyes right now. Because God is speaking to you. Humble yourself. Pray. Seek my face. Turn from your wicked ways. This is the word of God today for you. Humble yourself. Pray. Seek my face. Afflict your soul. How do you humble yourself? By fasting. It's one of the ways, fasting. If you fast in the right way, if you repent from your sins, God is saying, I will hear you. Hallelujah. I will forgive you. I will heal your land if you repent. And I will reward you. Let's pray. And please, with your eyes closed, pray with me this prayer. And say, dear Lord. Dear Lord. First, we want to repent from our sins. And we want to repent from our pride. Forgive us for not submitting to you. And also for not to submitting to the authorities. That you have placed in my life. We don't want to follow Lucifer's path. We renounce this evil path. In Jesus' name I pray. And we want to have a humble and broken heart. In Jesus' name I pray. I heard this word today. And I want to practice it. I don't want to let my soul drive in my life. I want to afflict my soul. And I want to offer my body as a living sacrifice. Through fasting. I consecrate these 21 days. 
I'm going to fast. Talk to me. Speak to me. And transform me. I want to do your will. I want to be used by you. And I don't want pride in my life. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. If you are watching us, if you are watching us and if you want to receive guidance how to do this period of fasting, please, there are all the information you can see in the video description, okay? May the Lord bless you all and see you next week in Jesus' name. Amen.